<laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Welcome back to Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2. This is City Waves Cinema, right for your ear holes. We uh, took a small break from Harry Potter, but we just finished our poll on the live stream. Which, again, if you do want to participate in that, we invite you to join us live. Um, it's Usually on Usually it's bi-weekly. Saturdays, Saturdays bi-weekly. Today's Monday. We are real fucked up. And it's been a month, so we're a little off schedule but the next one will be two weeks from the 9th of october so if you want right. to join in and join the vote uh our vote just to declare that we will be watching half-blood prince next so yeah if you want to be the participatory um <laughs> if you want to participate in choosing what our next movie review will be come join us live at twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming, because that's the original channel. Some days we might just Are we going to become a movie review only? No, I said someday we might just copyright City Waves, and like we can trademark all those things. That's but not a bad idea, actually. Right now, we're at City Waves Cinema, which is the podcast on twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming. So, Aries just assaulted that phone. Um, part... Two of Sonic. When we left off, we had just finished the fight on the road with Robotnik and his many, many sized robots. I have one note. Two notes prior to that. Okay. Actually, I've got a bunch of notes about during this fight, and I just didn't want to use them because they make up a lot of my notes for this half of the movie. Well, go for it um, now that we're here. I, oh. I said my piece. All right. <laughs> uh, this is a long fight on the road. <clears throat> With this tank uh, that slowly just turns into smaller and smaller robots as they are destroyed. Um, I wrote, Robotnik is a dick to his own agent, which is true. He's just mean to Agent Stone. Uh, Sonic is literally trying to convince Tom to not live his dream and not pursue his goals. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Because there's not anything inherently bad about trying to live your goals and dreams, but there's also not anything inherently bad about staying in the place that you know you are loved and, well, wanted and welcome. Good neither, friends should support each other no matter what. Neither of those things are bad, and it's a very interesting and complex situation to put a character in where they have to choose between two things that are not wrong. Neither option is wrong, neither option is bad, but if you choose one, you forego the other. And that is a very smart thing they did in the script, which is make Tom choose between doing the thing he wants to do or doing the thing that he maybe doesn't want to do because he's bored. But, you know, it's where he's, it's where he's it's where he lives. It's where he's from. He's got a legacy there, right? Aries is assaulting his other bull now. Uh, it's very funny. Um, I also wrote that floss dancing is not necessary. We did that as a social movement back in 2019, 2018. Know. Whenever Ninja did it in New York City and the ball drop, that was terrible. It was when we were still in Colorado because I was uh, I was still working out. So it was oh, it was, dope. it was super dope that they were live streaming and that was a super big thing for gaming. And then Ninja was like, floss with me. And the crowd was like, what? And no one did it and it was awful. And we were all like, oh, it was like three steps forward for gaming. And then it was like 17 yards back. Terrible. Um. Oh, yeah, we will never need to put that in media ever again. It's unnecessary. 
Uh, also, I had to make a note about a specific line uh, that Jim Carrey had where Sonic goes, is that all you've got? And then it's a smash cut directly to Robotnik somewhere on the road in his mega evil 18-wheeler lab. And he goes, no, but thank you for asking. And it was just so fucking good. Oh my god. Good impression. It's just a tremendous line and delivery and everything about it was great. And, Jim and your impression National was Treasure. good. Oh, my impression was pretty alright. It was pretty alright. I'll give I'll give myself that. Uh, oh, and then I wrote, every Robotnik line is incredible. Uh, and then I literally don't have anything else until they get to San Francisco. <laughs> Um, mine is San Francisco, too, when he oh, cool. pulls up with Sonic yeah, at yeah. the sister's house, and yeah. my first line for the start of this section of the movie was, she asked, uh, the sister faints upon seeing Sonic, which, mm. reasonable reaction. That's fair. Uh, but she goes, catch me, and literally- Zero people move. Not one person catches her ass, and I thought it was- Not hilarious. even her kid, who was later shown to have zero care for her own mother. Her, Wild. Her kid- Doesn't give off. Fuck. Hates her. Doesn't give a fuck. Um, and then my next notes are about Robotnik's montage in the van with the hair. Oh, what a great sequence. So if you have anything uh, about the house. I just wrote that the tension with the sister is unexplained and stupid because it it's so manufactured and it's so lame. Like, it's, you can have it. It can be good. There's nothing inherently wrong with the way it was acted at all. No, there's she nothing did inherently job. wrong with it. The problem with it is there's no known reason for it to be that way. Even if another character had stated it earlier in the movie, then, like. They didn't. Then it would have, there would be reason for this antagonistic interaction to happen the way that it did. But they never explain that, and they never set that up, and they just go, well, my sister hates you, and that's all the backstory we have. And she comes at him hard, like, the lines are aggressive and rude and, like, fine. She talks about divorcing him. And like... Yeah, like, it's just, it, there, there's so much tension and frustration and antagonism in this whole sequence that could be there justifiably, but it's not there justifiably. And it doesn't make any sense. It's annoying. It's it's really frustrating to watch movies and have scenes where it could be really good and the scene is really good, but there's no reason for the scene to have happened, so it's a waste. It, I, I'm trying to think of another example off the top of my head where a scene is really good, but it's not set up, so there it just... It's like, why is this happening? You know? Can you think of any off the top of your head? No. I just... I I wish I could think of another one off the top of my head like that. But it... I don't know. It, those, those type of things, like, prick my ears up in movies. And they make me go, why? It, like, pulls me out of the experience as a viewer. And it makes me go, why is this the way it is in the world? Because we don't know. It's like that, I talked about it in the last episode, that extra half hour of potential runtime you could have if you didn't have to reanimate the entire movie. Like, you could have added stuff about that into that 30 minutes of runtime. It's only an hour and a half movie. You could make it a two hour movie. 
but you had to reanimate the whole thing because you suck. Tragedy. I don't know. That's uh, just super annoying to have that happen. I love how we have very different things we're annoyed about with this movie. Um, my next note is everybody needs a good playlist. What was the name of his playlist? Uh, it was like oh, Songs of Anarchy or something. Yes, like that. Songs of Anarchy. Oh, so good. They they literally they just let Jim Carrey do a Jim Carrey scene for like five minutes in his big rig That's, evil lab. I wrote that. I was like, in Jim Carrey's contract, it says that Jim Carrey needs to be Jim Carrey first, then the character second. Because <laughs> 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 there was just this full scene where Jim Carrey just got to be Jim Carrey, and he probably had a blast. He just danced around. And the fucking, the interaction with Agent Stone where he brings him a latte, and he goes, I would love, of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them. And that's it. Like, <laughs> that's the end of the scene, too. That's the, that's the end cap of this scene as he's shouting aggressively in his agent's face. And he's like, I love the way you make them. What? No one, the only director that could ever write something that funny is Taika Waititi. And he did not direct this movie, nor did he write it. He was busy doing uh, Ryan Reynolds' movie. Oh, uh, Free Guy? Yeah, he was busy doing Free Guy. Excellent movie, by the way. Oh, or... No, because that had already come out. Yeah, he was busy doing Free Guy. Free Guy was excellent. Man, like, that line was Most so Most of Jim good. Carrey's lines are improv. I, I, I don't think Jim Carrey actually had lines in the script. I think there was just space for Robotnik to say stuff. And I think they let Jim Carrey, like, read a bunch about what Dr. Robotnik is like. And then he just he just went with that. Have you ever seen uh like the behind the scenes of Jim Carrey movies and there's like eight different renditions of the same line because it's just him like improvising. So many, it's so many takes. And like it's being like people interviewing too. They're all like working with Jim is great, but you gotta gotta really work on your poker face because you just never know what's gonna come out of his mouth. That's, that's a that's a long day on set too. Yep. Like, if, if you're coming in and you read the script and you're like, oh, shit, Jim's character doesn't have any lines. You're going to be in whatever that scene is for the next two hours. You're filming that scene. And then after that, it's another two hours filming the next scene. And you're not going to get shit done because he's going to have everybody rolling. Because that's his whole thing is having everybody rolling. He's a stand-up comedian first. He's a very, very funny man. You get good at it as an actor, but even there's sometimes where, like, even in just small things where I'm sitting there and I'm like, like on on stage or anything, and I'm like, almost broke, almost broke. I'm good, but definitely, definitely almost broke character. Oh boy. Um. The only thing I have written about that sequence where he dances to the music in the lab while his lab basically does the work for him on the quill. Yeah. Is uh. I have it, I just have it saying, Jim Carrey carries this movie 100%. Yep. <laughs> like, if you didn't have Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, okay, here's a fun game to play briefly. Okay. Jim Carrey's unavailable. Who do you cast? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris? Yep. Is that because you just recently watched Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? No, it's just because if I could think of, and I think of uh, series of unfortunate events and things where I've seen them side by side doing the same roles, 
um, just because that happened recently. It did. If I could think of another person who could do the physical comedy and the improvisation that was needed and, like, really bring the character to life, it would be Neil Patrick Harris. I think, and this is fun because this is controversial, um, I think... Or Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key would be good, but I think... If you take, if you want an A-lister to play Robotnik, Will Ferrell would be funny too. Yeah, but Will Ferrell doesn't do physical comedy. No, he would be missing the physical comedy bit. I think you'd take Chris Pratt. Hmm. And you know why? No. Because his improv is insane. I just ugh. But here's the thing, and it's the the reason I cast him is the reason you're going ugh is because all he does is hero shit. He's the good guy. He's the good old boy. And if you make him a villain, you give him all the dynamic range in the world. I just don't like him as an actor in general. Oh, that's a bummer. I think I think he I think he would kill it. I know. I've seen, I've seen enough of his outtakes from Parks and Rec to know that his improv is legitimately hilarious. And uh, it's he's just so fucking funny. And I think he could potentially live up to the performance that Jim Carrey put in. I just I I don't like him as an actor. I hear you, dog. Our dog is interrupting our podcast. What do we do? We're gonna we gotta euthanize him. James, it's Brett. a joke. It's a joke. I love my dog. No, he's got to pee. I'm not gonna kill him over having to pee. That'd also, be terrible. No, you waited till right now. Honestly, to do that, you interrupted the movie too. You stopped us watching the movie to go out. Your timing is poor. Um, back to focus. <laughs> I, if you hear whining, that's what it is, is our dog complaining at us. Thank you. Yes, to pick up a bone, to a bone. Um, I, my next note is they tied up the bitch and even her daughter doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they straight up tied up the sister while she was passed out, I'm assuming, in a chair. And she was, like, yelling at her daughter to help and her daughter just kept walking up the stairs to get Did not even so acknowledge her. Did not even acknowledge her. Very funny, but what a family dynamic you've created. <coughs> I don't think that directors take into consideration every angle of a scene when they okay a scene from the writers. And the reason I say that is because if you came to me with this scene where the daughter of this woman just fully ignores her in favor of her aunt and uncle... Uh, and doing whatever they want or whatever she wants over her mom, I'm going to go... What happens in the household? I, I don't know what the fuck happened in this house, but whatever it is, it's bad. If we're going to rock with this, it's bad. If we want to write something that makes more sense, that's better. But whatever we've constructed as the history of this home is bad. Bad news. I have questions. I have questions. As a mandated reporter, I have questions. I don't have answers. Um, um, I wrote that Sonic got kid shoes, I, which is great. Uh, I get. I, I I wrote Sonic gets his iconic shoes from small, well-meaning child. But before that, I also wrote uh, Sonic predicts the next president will be the Rock, and I would vote for the Rock. <laughs> um. And then I, I also wrote why she why she hate Tom so much like it, it, it doesn't I don't know 
Um, and then, yeah, I wrote Sonic gets his iconic shoes, because he's always had those red shoes that look like that. Yeah. In every iteration, I was like, Sonic gets his iconic shoes from Small Woman and Child. Um, and then I, I corrected my note, because if you remember from part one, I made a note about the how if this was going to go stereotypically, like, the girlfriend was going to support him until he starts rambling about this crazy blue hedgehog, right. and then all this stuff, because that's what's been happening in all the other movies. Um, and then I wrote, girlfriend supportive, even in psycho situations better than, and then I wrote, she's better than me. If you came up to me and was like, here's a fucking blue hedgehog, what are we going to do about that? And I was going to be you're, and you're wanted for, like, national terroristic threats, I'd be like, well, good luck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Fucking rude. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You would just ditch my ass? I wouldn't ditch your ass, but I might ditch Sonic. And this is when, again, I feel like I've, like, reached a peak age of old. No, I wouldn't ditch Sonic. I don't know. I just felt like... You're, in high you're pre- a mean lady. In high-pressure situations like that, I, I don't know what I would do. You're a mean lady. Anyways, I can feel the hate pouring. I do love Sonic, and I would probably protect him with my life. More so than I would most people that I know. All right. Um, um, I also had another Sonic knowledge question. Yes, what is it? Uh, small Town Sonic. So I, I, I've clarified now. That, but assuming he got all his Earth knowledge from this small town. Yes. Small Town Sonic knows about Uber. Question mark. I watching TV. Maybe. He just drove them there and was like, remember, five stars. And I was like, you suddenly know about Uber? Can you give a taxi driver a five-star rating? No. Didn't think so. Um, and then my next note was about running up the building. That's what my next note is, too. So we go from the sister's house. This is probably my most annoyed that I was in the entire to, movie. We have to just go into San Francisco to get to the building to get the rings. That's the goal of the movie. So we're going to go get the rings, right? Uh, Sonic's awake, so we go. They let him drive for reasons. Uh, he smashes into everything for the... Well, you know, he's never driven a car before. Um, they get there, uh, and Sonic Takes goes, on. and he tests the door, and is like, oh, you need a special key to get to the roof, and then he comes back. Now, I've played a myriad of Sonic games. Me too. And I know... For a fucking fact, concrete, rock-solid motherfucking fact, Sonic can run up the walls of that building. Yep. If he really felt like it, he could just run up the side of the building. All the way up. My exact notes was, you are incapable of running up the side of the building, you super hedgehog. Like, Sonic game physics say otherwise. Sonic would have been able to run up that. Sonic knows that he could... It's so dumb that this had to be written this way. And the reason it was written this way is because they wanted to do the sequence where they throw James Marsden and his wife off a building. They they have to throw him off the building, right? So how are you going to get them up on the building? Well, Sonic can't run up the side of the building, even though everyone knows Sonic can run up the side of the building, because we have to throw James Marsden off the building. So... The we gotta fucking make up a reason to go up to the top that no front desk agent would buy ever. Uh, especially not when you flash a badge from Montana and then they question you about that badge from Montana and you go, yeah, that's how bad it is. Fucking no. No, I don't give a shit what big city you roll to. 
you flash a badge from somewhere far away in the middle of nowhere that no one's ever heard of, they're going to go, uh-huh, let me get a supervisor. No one fucking is going to let you have the fucking roof access key. Oh, yeah, and then we needed kidnapping jokes uh, because we didn't want to write any more fart jokes. Our mom came and told us that the fart jokes were bad, so we had to do, we had to do kidnapping jokes now. That I, was good. I can fix this whole scene, and again, it would. I can fix it for you. Okay, go. Um, just to put the people in peril, and have that whole dilemma with Sonic and all the, and start the fight off with Robotnik, make all that happen, and it starts very simply. Sonic runs up to the top of the building, finds the rings, has this little moment of like, oh no, I should go say goodbye. Mm. Runs down, and Robotnik has all his laser robots targeting dude and his wife no that won't do okay i don't think that's a uh, i don't think that's good uh because the sequence of throwing the ring and having them appear back in green mount or green hills is stupid good okay that's really good and the only way you get to pull that off is well they have to fall off the building but they have to follow something high. And that's how the pitch meeting happened for that scene, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Someone pitched, well, what if he runs up against the rings and he comes back and they're in danger? Well, you could do that. Or we could do a super cool slow motion thing instead of that. And they were like, ooh, let's do Quicksilver that. Quicksilver part two. Part four or whatever. Um, and then I wrote Sonic is incapable of listening ever because he was talking while he was in the fucking bag. Extremely so. incapable. Um, and then my next note was about about me and the droid prediction for that entire time. I just kept saying, I was like, James, there's going to be a droid right there. There's going to be a droid right there. And I kept saying it, and I was like, And there oh, was never a droid right there. I guess I was wrong. And like, as and soon then, as I accepted that fact, there was the droid. At the like, last possible second, there was your robot. I was like, I was right about the droid. I was just delayed. I knew that there was a droid going to pop up in the middle of that Your, your timing was bad, but you, you nailed the prediction. Um, I wrote that we have now established the ring rules. After they explained how the rings worked, I was like, okay, it only took the majority of the runtime to get to a point where they explain how the rings work because someone needs to know how the rings work, and so they have to explain it. And I was like, why couldn't we do this at the start? Why couldn't we do that when we accidentally opened a teleporter to San Francisco? Why couldn't we do that then? That would have been great, but we didn't do that then. We did that now. This is where my nerd really kicked off. Um... Because I wrote classic Robotnik style has appeared because he came with his goggles and his little red suit. And so I got, I got really nerded out about that. And then I find, uh, I wrote finally identifies Robotnik as Eggman. Um, which was another huge moment for me. And I wrote Jim Carrey as gold. Oh, he's so good. He's just so good. Every scene he touched in this movie was just so good. And then I wrote Quicksilver is better, and number five did it better. Because I'm just, I, the, I I know the slow motion scenes were good, but they just, like I said, now that we have all this, now that it's so saturated, I can sit here and go, eh, seen it better. Which is unfortunate, but like, also, Incredibles did it better. Like, I I wrote that I think this movie exists only to make slow motion sequences. I think whoever the director was, I don't remember his name, but I think he thought to himself, I want to make some slow motion shit. And then heard somewhere that Sega wanted to make a Sonic movie, and he was like, that can work. And they found each other through the graces of Satan and 
thus we have arrived at this movie that has nine slow motion sequences in it. And they're all good. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. No, they're all good at doing what they're, they're supposed to do. They're all well executed slow motion sequences. I might have scored them a little bit differently with different songs, but. Did you just say? Yeah. It, we're in a. It, you're not presenting a new thing. You're not presenting some cool new sequence that we've never seen before. You're presenting something that we are very well aware of. Because the same people who watch the X-Men movies are the same people who watch the Sonic movie. Yep. It's a, it's a very overlapping group of people. So, you're just re-showing us something that we've already seen, you know? And it's not that that's a bad thing. We like seeing it. But, it just... They did, they did it too much. They, and oh, I don't think they did it too much. I, I think they did it the right amount of time. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's hard when it's so saturated now for me to sit there and go, oh, this is a really cool scene. Because I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I've already seen it. I've already done it. So you would have to do something with it. Maybe they will in the next one. I don't know. Um, but with that sequence that, like, trips it up a little bit. Um, and they kind of do turn it on their head, on its head a little bit, because Sonic's like, I've never had anyone be able to keep up with me, because Robotnik's, like, sh- chasing him and stuff. Mm. Um, but then I had a question, and it made me think about the games, too, just in general. Um, and as a Sonic science fact of how does Robotnik move as fast as Sonic? Like, that's just... I mean, I know he's got the hair, but, like, that doesn't, like, innately give you super speed. Um, so, I don't know. That, then, then I started thinking about the games, and I was like, well, there's all the chase sequences where you got to run away from Robotnik 2, and Robotnik's, like, always really close to you, so I was like, how? I think, <laughs> I think it's just a thing in the games of, like, Robotnik's just legit that good of a scientist that he can make shit that's fast. Yeah, I guess so. And I, I kind of just, like... Or just capable of keeping pace. I wrote that note, and I kind of then immediately just suspended my disbelief of, like, oh, well, Robotnik's got a Robotnik, so... Yeah. I just kind of was like, here we are. But, yeah, I did have that thought. It was, like, it's never really explained that he, how he can move as fast as Sonic. Um... And then I also write it right after that classic Sonic level engage because he's going down this hill and Sonic's running and Robotnik's behind him. And so it was just like this classic Sonic sequence like that you would get in the games of like running away from Robotnik in a boss level. Um, and then simultaneously after that, I, I wrote this movie took its entirety to actually Sonic game. <laughs> it did take the entire running time to get to a point where the, it even resembled a sonic level honestly which i don't hate but it's no, like but like it was just like they, yeah. they, they tease you by doing the green hill zone in the uh opening sequence mm-hmm. when he's just a baby they tease you with it um my note my next two notes are like end sequence stuff they're like very shouty eggman <laughs> because he just, just yelling for the last 20 minutes of the movie which is allowed. And then I wrote, in all caps, the power of friendship. I have a lot of notes before that. I said super- Alright, let's just run with your shit. I said superheroes always destroy infrastructure. It's annoying. Ah, yes, classic. Um, no one no one ever really thinks about that. I mean, some people on TikTok have started making, like, jokes about that, like, being, like, insurance <laughs> people for cities that have superheroes and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, as far as movies, it's always like, oh, well, well, 90% of the town is destroyed. Oops. 
Um, I wrote work smarter, not harder, Sonic, as he started to use the rings more efficiently. Um, I said Sonic is not good at economics, because he kept just also wasting rings. And then I wrote small town folks got a small town, again, because they all band together and go, not our town! Um, I also wrote the power of friendship with an eye roll. And then I wrote, those small town fucks can't afford those repairs of all their cars. <laughs> and, right? Like, Half their shit popped off. Like, all their cars are destroyed in that road, all this stuff. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a small town in America, but they definitely cannot afford to repair that shit. It's gonna take years. Years. I don't know, there's a lot of stuff in that town that didn't make sense. Like, even the cops, like, brand new Tacoma. Yeah. Like, a brand new truck. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I said everyone is a dick to Crazy Carl, even when they find out he's right. It's true. They take away his chainsaw. It's true, they took his chainsaw away from him. Um. Which I understand, because he's brandishing a chainsaw, and that's not appropriate at the time, but... I mean, come on, man. I wrote, he's telling me he was right. I wrote government would not be like that. When they showed up to their house and they were like, hey, thanks for keeping your... Oh my god. Thanks for keeping your mouth shut about the shit that you didn't definitely didn't see. You the know? only... The, the, the You would get an unmarked envelope full of dollar bills delivered to your door? Maybe. Maybe. More likely you're going to get a death threat that says if you ever talk about anything that happened... We will disappear you forever. That's probably more accurate. You will be gone. Um... Yeah, that it's just so ridiculous. And then they get it's a fucking Olive Garden gift card, which is like a fun callback in the movie, but also it's like It was also why? it was also a one off joke that they kind of smushed in there probably because Olive Garden paid a lot of money to Why did you write that? <laughs> like say say Olive Garden didn't pay money. And this was just a joke and that they had. It was just a joke that was written. Like would you choose to make the joke about Olive Garden? Would would you choose to make the joke at all? Because it's shitty. And it doesn't make me want to go to Olive Garden more. Although I did start thinking about breadsticks and salads, so maybe it did something. God damn it, the marketing worked. Oh, I am a huge subject to marketing. You are just... I am... I understand all the psychological tactics in it, and I will still get an ad on my, like, Facebook and be like, ooh, it was happened with Duncan. I was like, yeah. ooh, bagel bites and special bacon. We gotta go with Duncan. <laughs> and we went, and you know what? It sucked. It sucked. I was mad. <laughs> mad when I get targeted for marketing, and then it's shitty. I was not surprised. Um, I wrote, girlfriend is not subtle. No. Because during the whole fucking scene, she was like, they were like, have you heard from the Blue Hedgehog since the incident? She's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's like overacted. And I was like, but I think she was directed to overact. It was just so weird. She didn't overact any of the rest of the scenes she was in. So I feel like the direction was like, no, I felt like it was like a, like a choice. Like in that, like, it was like, oh, we haven't seen him. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And I was like, do you want them to know that you've seen him? Or are you trying to keep him a secret? Because you're being really bad at secret. I wrote flossing eye roll. <laughs> We've already talked about that. Um, and then I wrote Sonic is addicted to dogs. And then at the end, in, I have several very nerdy, in like all caps with several exclamation point things. Oh my. I said, Robotnik is finally Robotnik. Yep, when he shaves his head and he has his mustache all poofed. Yep. 
And tremendous, tremendous. I got very nerdy excited, and then I said, and this is in all caps, TAILS! Fuck yeah! And I stood up and said that too. I was very excited about Tails. Dude, we gotta do some reconnaissance. <laughs> reconnaissance. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great. Oh boy, what a knee slapper that was. More uh, reconnaissance! Tremendous. Jim Carrey just doing Jim Carrey shit. Overall, not a bad movie. I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. It was pretty What's good. What's it rated? It was pretty good. I'd what probably they, give it, it. I'm I'm a grouchy bitch, so I'd probably give it a six. But it definitely wasn't like shitty. It's sitting at a six and a half out of ten on IMDb. I save one star reviews for things like the B movie, so um yeah. Overall oh, not yeah. all that bad. I, yeah, I don't think it was bad at all. I wanted more than just to get tails at the end yeah and i just wanted more i think there's a lot of things i would have done differently um and like i said at the beginning of the first part i'm really tired of this trope of like and i'm worried about it with the mario movie too i don't know how that's gonna go um but i'm really tired of this trope of like character gets put into our world and has to do stuff like can we just like not have a movie like where it's based and where it's supposed to be based in can the smurfs just have a smurf movie in the smurf village can can we just do that like is that a thing we can fucking do i don't need to see everyone interacting with average tom dick and harry people like i just sometimes i just want to go see the things that i want to see the way they're supposed to be yeah. Also, for reference, see a uh, new Dumbo movie, which was excellent, but not, it was still not. Good, but not Dumbo. Not Dumbo. It was a completely different fucking movie. Um, and just like things like that. I just want to, sometimes I just want to go see the things that I want to see. Do you think we're actually going to get a sequel? Or do you think they're just going to talk about it and never make it? Let's find out. I think they're going to talk about it and never make it. I think it's already started. Ooh, you think so? Yeah, depending on COVID, but I think production. COVID really started. fucked up production on a lot of movies, so there's a good chance um, that it may or may not be in production. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It already has a cast. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is an upcoming superhero comedy f- film based on the video game franchise. Its release date is April 8th, 2022. Oh, fuck. That's, like, soon. <laughs> It has... There's a trailer released. Wait, we have a trailer out? Yeah, it's got Knuckles in it. We haven't watched the trailer yet? No. Are we sure there's a trailer out? Yes, it's on YouTube. Full conceptual trailer. It's not a real thing. Mm, It's going to be like a teaser. A conceptual trailer is something that a fan made. Announcement teaser. Alright, well... Maybe we'll get a fun Guess who's playing Knuckles? Idris Elba. No, yes. How did you already see it? Well, I saw that character announcement. Fuck, when did that... That happened earlier this year. And, like, a bunch of people were like, why would we want Idris Elba to be Knuckles? That doesn't make any sense. And I was like, it's a voice actor. It doesn't matter. Isn't Idris Elba also being in the Mario movie? Is he? I thought so. Oh, no. I could have totally made that up in my brain just now. But I feel like that's a thing I remember Let's find out. Um, and then Colin O'Shaughnessy is gonna be Tails. Colin O'Shaughnessy. She's a good, she's a good female comedian. 10 out of 10 on that one. Uh. 
I don't have Idris Elba okay. in this. I I might I might have made that movie. up. But Agent Stone's returning, which is cool. Oh, nice. That's exciting. It'll be it'll be fun to see another dive into this world. I think it's worth watching on your TV at home. I probably won't go see it in the theaters. Ah, nope. uh, no, no, I don't think I will. Um, but if you're looking for a movie to go see in theaters, I highly recommend Free Guy. Just saying, it was it's excellent. pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Um, that concludes this that's, episode. That's the end of the episode. We're a little early. It's a little shorter of an episode. I was expecting there to be more. Well, it was kind of mismanaged on notes. I think. I think the back half of the, because the way the movie was structured is weird, right? They did all the story up front, and then starting at the halfway point, they did only action sequences. And those happen really fast, and there's not a lot that you can talk about them or rant about them, really, besides, oh, I don't like how they did it. Unless you're America, in which case you have 80 notes. <laughs> right. But, like, even your notes only lasted the 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, I don't know. I think the front half of the movie had a lot more problems, I think, than the back half of the movie. I think the back half movie was good because it did what the fans came to see, which was... It did Sonic shit. It did Sonic shit. And I just wanted the whole movie to... No, obviously I don't want a whole movie about a blue hedgehog running around. <laughs> a, like, maze. Like, that's not fun. Are you sure? But the back half of the movie was so much better just because it was what we paid to see. It was Sonic. And... I don't know. Like I said, I want to just see... Sometimes I just want to come to see what I... I don't need fucking insane shenanigans sometimes i just want to see sonic be sonic sometimes i just want to see the smurfs do smurf shit you know i i just want to watch more taika watiti movies that's what i want to do you need to watch uh the thor ragnarok i need to watch a lot of marvel movies but no that just that one in particular because that one taika watiti directed and also starred in and so it's a lot more like free guy than any of the marvel movies you it's just got his stank all over it. Can force me to watch the Marvel movies. I've only ever seen one. That's not X Men. Um, you watched Iron Man one and didn't watch any other ones. Nope, they all suck. You you can't say that. You haven't seen them. I also just have this really hard time with superhero movies because I don't like a lot of the superhero movie tropes. So then I just am annoyed the entire time about super movies. Did you watch uh the you watched the Batman trilogy right? Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, see, now we're getting into a very complicated world because I really like Batman uh-huh. and I really like DC. Uh-huh. And I have a lot more issues with Marvel and Marvel tropes than I do about DC and DC tropes because you don't go to D- you don't go watch DC shit for the heroes. You go watch DC shit for the villains. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. Whereas Marvel shit you're supposed to go watch for the heroes because all of Marvel's villains kind of suck. They, I they said got, what I said. They got a bunch <laughs> of people to write some really good good guys. Um, but... And they forgot to use some creativity on their villains. In DC... Now, Spider-Man's villains are all pretty good. In DC, all the heroes suck. You got Superman, overpowered, fucking hate him. Um, Batman's not even a superhero, which is a whole other argument for a whole other day. And, like, so... Wonder Woman, eh. Like, the heroes in DC, not great. Um, the villains though? Ooh, Joker. You've got freaking um Goblin. Goblin Sandman. 
Those are all in Marvel, not DC. Yeah, but they're the good Marvel villains. Oh, yeah. Goblin's alright. Green Goblin's fucking awesome. Lex Luthor. Doc Ock. Um, but like I'm saying, and you got Harley, you've got so many more good villains in DC. Um, but we have gone full off target. <laughs> go off the road. This isn't about Sonic anymore. This isn't about Sonic. This is just Fuck America talking about hedgehog. heroes. Um, so we will wrap up right there. If you want to hear me more of my thoughts about DC and Marvel movies, please, please feel free to tune in and vote for those for our next movie. But until then, I'm America. I'm here. That's James, and we will see you next time for Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince.